it makes sense for certain months of the year just to avoid Flying. traveling, you know, north or where it's a colder climate. I remember when um, a few years back when that volcano in Iceland was like mm-hmm. doing that, like it was acting up and it was just delaying flights all over the mm. East Coast for some reason too. Like it was just that bad. This was recently, like two or three yeah, years ago. Right? Yeah, it was a few years ago. I just remember like that was pretty hectic too. They couldn't it kind of reminds me of that. This People like from the UK that had tours planned over here, like I think mm-hmm. Gary Newman was planning on coming here and he had to cancel or he had to delay his flights over here. Right. And that affected a lot of people who travel for work, I'm sure. Yeah. That's a bummer. It had a really long name. <laughs> the volcano. Yeah. No, yeah. I d- when you said Denmark, I was like, or gr- Iceland. Greenland. Oh, Iceland. Iceland. <laughs> Sorry. Island. Island. I was like, it's in that general area. Somewhere. Yeah, it has an Icelandic name. Oh. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Beautiful language. There's apparently, I don't know if you've heard, there's a new airline called Wow. Oh, yeah. I saw that. And it was like a $100 or $90 trip Something to crazy. Iceland, right? Yeah. But you had to find a way back. That was the catch. Like, it was it was a round mean? trip. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. It's only a one-way flight? Yeah. That's scary. <laughs> I didn't see that part of it. If I were, like, rubbing elbows with Bjork or Sigurosa, I'd just be like, I'm down. I got somebody to stay with up there. <laughs> but, uh, that's not the situation. It's a one-way situation. <laughs> so I want it to be a one-way situation. The only way. That's the way to go over yeah. there. You gotta meet those people. Yes. Oh, meet the right people here. at the right entrance. <laughs> 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 in the meantime, I will read a new story. It's actually not a new story, but more of an announcement. Uh, Sting and Peter Gabriel announced joint North American tour. This is out of Stereo Gum. Uh, Sting and Peter Gabriel are two of the old gods of ambitious, searching, prog-inclined 80s pop. The two English gentlemen toured together in late 80s for Amnesty International, and they're about to hit the road together again this summer and playing some of North America's finest hockey arenas and what they're calling the Rock, Paper, Scissors Tour. The two still um, will sing a lot of duets on the tour, and they say that they're planning to play the hits. They also say that the main point of the tour is to have fun, which is nice. In a video promoting the show, we see the two of them talking about how much they like each other, rehearsing a bit of Gabriel's Shock the Monkey at Gabriel's own real-world studio. Below, watch the video and check out the tour dates. And again, they will be playing all over the U.S. Um, at places such as Columbus, Ohio, Philadelphia, New York, New York, and Madison Square Garden. Um, a few places in Canada, uh, Milwaukee, San Jose at the SAP Center is closest to us, uh, Lake Tahoe at Harvey's, uh, the Hollywood Bowl in Los Angeles, and Key Arena in Seattle, Washington. So we are considering somehow getting uh, our asses all the way up to, or down to San Jose. Get your asses on the floor. Like that? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, apparently this is, uh, they're going to do, they were going to be duetting their hits, and they're going to play most of their hits. Uh Uh-huh. So, I think it's worth it. I don't know. I'm kind of concerned about the price. Yeah, that would be the only concern. That's going to be the kicker (laughs) for us, but at the same time, um, you never know. We might... Uh, just charge it on credit cards and have the time of our lives. Not worry yeah. about it. The there future H and Crystal worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> <There> <laughs> like <you> fake go. laugh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, 
<laughs> well, that's pretty exciting. That's definitely something out of the ordinary. Yeah. So very exciting. Well, I just uh, lugged this stand-up bass from from over there to here without dropping it. Congratulations! I congratulate you. So I am very proud. What's the gym? What's all that gym you've been doing? Yeah. <laughs> and um, Audra from The Good Bad is uh, looking for a parking spot at the moment, but she will be here momentarily. So we're very excited to have her. And we haven't had a stand-up base in quite a while. Since uh, the, the Creek? Creek. And that was three years ago. Yeah, <laughs> more than much. three years ago, right? Yeah, three or four years ago. <coughs> A long time ago. Back in the good old days. Well, I still think we're doing pretty well, so I guess it's still the good old days, if you think about it. <laughs> and let's see. The latest version of The Enemy. Everyone's still talking about David Bowie. It hasn't even been two weeks yet. We're still mourning. We're still mourning. Um, I still thought about him while I was going apeshit in Vegas. Um, I can't stand, as you know, I can't stand certain kinds of, of music, but um, in my head I can play whatever song I want. Yeah. So this guy um, comes to mind, and people are still talking about him. Ground Control to David Bowie. Two weeks on from the great man's death, the tributes keep on coming. Kate Bush said he was intelligent, imaginative, brave, charismatic, cool, sexy, and truly inspirational. He created such staggeringly brilliant work, but so much of it, and it was so good. Who else has left a mark like this? No one. Uh, Jarvis Cocker said Bowie made people feel that it was all right to be a bit different and to try things out. Uh, Wynn Butler from Arcade Fire said, David Bowie created the world that made it possible for our band to exist and welcomed us into it with grace and warmth, a true artist even in his passing. Damon Alburn said, he had such a profound effect on my life, I don't know where to start. Courtney Love said, farewell, Major Tom, there are no words. Rest in peace, David, another hero remembered. Uh, Grace Jones said, he was a master of theater within popular music. He will be missed. Uh, Justin Timberlake, he said, I can never express in words how you'll continue to inspire me. Thank you for That's showing. That's kind of surprising. Thank you for showing a pimple-faced, curly-mopped kid that different was the thing to be. A genius for the ages and the ages to come. And Alex Turner said, he's in the DNA of every record I've made. To some extent, he's been built in for a long time. Yeah. And Grimes said, rest in peace to the great late King B, without whom none of us would exist. And then Queens, Queens of the Stone Age, see you in Valhalla, Black Star. <laughs> Those are all cute. <laughs> I know. Um... And we went to a cafe, Ritual Cafe, today, and um, of course everybody was dressed as a different era, David Bowie. That was really nice. Even after two weeks, that was really nice to see. Yeah, it was nice. kind of, it was unexpected, right? It was. I didn't expect to see that, obviously. <laughs> Even last week, I would have not expected to see that. But um, maybe in New York. Um, mm -hmm. That was really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I have Jack White, Pearl Jam, Big Sean, uh, Meek Mill, um, support Flint residents during water crisis. Michigan City, ailing from poison water, gets some assistance from high-profile musicians. 
Jack, uh, actually, uh, right now the, center, uh, the city of Flint, Michigan, is going through a water crisis. High lead levels have been found in the city's water supply. President Barack Obama has declared a state of emergency in the city, and government Rick Snyder is expected to testify before Congress about the crisis. Several high-profile musicians are offering financial assistance to the city of res city's residents. Jack White's Thurman Records have started a water drive for Flint. They're raising money through Crowd Rice, and every $13 donation enters you into the chance to become a Thurman Platinum Vault subscriber for five years. Platinum members receive exclusive records and merchandise, live chats with White, and more. Oh my god, I might do that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> my come to pay thirteen dollars at their new Detroit f uh, storefront. They're also accepting donations from a chance to win their limited edition Hateful Eight soundtrack box set. Oh, I didn't know he did the soundtrack. Um, Pearl Jam have also started a crowd rise campaign, and what's more, they've pledged to donate three hundred thousand for the United Way of Genesee County Flint Waterfront. Uh, Big Sean has also supported a crowd rise fund, uh, fundraising effort and needed $10,000 through his nonprofit and Sean Anderson Foundation, quoting, I am devastated by the water crisis, but that has put the entire city of Flint in a state of emergency. Um, and it is my hope that they can help, they can be helped by raising money needed to ensure that the children who have been hit by the hardest receive the care they need today as well as in the future. Uh, McMeal reported made a donation to the Flint Child Health and Development Fund. He also sent 600,000 bottles of water to the Food Bank of Eastern Michigan and encouraged his Instagram nemesis, 50 Cent, to help out as well. Uh, sure sent over one, uh, 180 bottles, 80,000 bottles of water to the Food Bank of Eastern Michigan. She has been very vocal about how Governor Snyder should resign and be jailed. That was it. Son of a gun. Son of a gun. Son of a gun. I like how rappers getting involved and calling each other out to, to donate money. <laughs> you gotta do it, you know. <laughs> like that? Do it positively. Do I it, guess. you If you're gonna if you're gonna talk shit about how much money you have, okay. Put your money with your mouth. Shell it out. Yeah. You know? Just donate it. <laughs> <laughs> just put it where it matters. Yeah, for exactly. Once. Don't just throw it in the air. Give it to people who could actually use it for yeah. something good. Well, that's that's what they're saying. <laughs> God, <he's shook. laughs> Do something meaningful with your bling and your... <laughs> okay, we can't. We can't pull okay. it. I'm working like... Yeah, let's not go there. Okay. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, the good bad is here, and we're really excited to have them. Thanks. Great. And um, how are you guys doing tonight? We're doing great. Great. And uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourselves and why you're here tonight? Sure. Uh, we're here tonight just to generally get the word out about us. We've been around the city for a long time. We've played as a, a couple of different bands. Um, most recently, the Neckbeard Boys. And about a year ago, we changed our name to The Good Bad, and we're kind of hitting the trail pretty hard playing some high-energy bluegrass music. Right on. Yeah. And um, have you played that type of music consistently, or have you changed? Yeah, the key? previous bands were all, or the previous carnations, incarnations. Carnation is a flower. <laughs> Carnation milk. It's, no, it's yeah. a filler flower. <laughs> it used to be flowers. Now we're musicians. Um, yeah, it's all been this kind of raucous drinking music. 
<laughs> right on, and we encourage that. Yeah. By the way, <laughs> Radio it. loves that. <laughs> good company, though. <laughs> That's good. And you guys are going to be playing a show down the street at. Yeah, we're playing tonight at Amnesia. Yeah. Right. Um, actually, Audra here, the bass player, and I, um, we are going to be playing in all three of the bands. Oh that wow! Are right. Tonight. Right. That's insane. So we're doing a heavy workload. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be uh, we're prepared. We're each only in two, but yeah. together okay. we straddle the three. Mm -hmm. Not to brag or anything. No. <laughs> <laughs> but then you have a bigger chance of making a, a buck. I yeah, guess that so. or something like totally. that. But here in the city, especially here in the city, it's it's less about making money for us and more about it's, just yeah. kind of having a party with our friends. You know, we're lucky enough that our fans are our friends and they come and support us so that's awesome and who else are you going to be playing with tonight uh there's a band called mean louise that audra is in and a band called twine house that i'll be playing the bass in mm -hmm. and then the good bad will be headlining we go on around 10 o'clock 10 30. right on and um is amnesia one of your favorite venues to play at in the city or what do you it definitely is it's been i've been here for 12 years or so and it's Congrats. always been a, a kind of a staple of the community, especially right. the bluegrassy kind of music. Mm -hmm. um, it's always been very supportive of that, so it's, it's great for us to go there and play. We've played there before several times, and we just always have a great night there. That's awesome. And what is the cover charge, if there is one? Ten dollars. Ten dollars. Not bad. <laughs> you won't have to I pay have to time, check with the treasurer. Hence, you're not a solo artist. You're an actual <laughs> Right, <artist>. exactly. <laughs> Remember, the band needs each other. <laughs> and where can people find out more about your band online? Well, we're on Facebook. That's probably the most constantly updated version of ourselves. Uh, we also are on Reverb Nation, and uh, we have our own website. Yeah, uh, thegoodbadmusic.com is our website. Mm -hmm. We're on Spotify. You oh, yeah, I noticed that. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah so have to check you. CD Baby, we're all over the place. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's great. And would you say most of your listening audience is based here in the Bay Area? or do? You it is, yeah. We've been touring around a little bit, but the majority of our fan base is, is here. You know, we spend a lot of time here in home court, and uh, it's nice. <laughs> that's great. We are a little spread out, though. I have mm -hmm. uh, a decent chunk of fan base up in New England. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah um, I could see that. It's where I'm from, so they... There you go. The family spreads the word, <laughs> and they come out, and they come to the shows. It's fun. It's fun. New England, wh where in particular? I'm from Massachusetts. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right outside of Cape Cod. Okay. When we started the band, everyone in the band was from California, and they were all surfers. And then there was <laughs> me from Massachusetts, and I had never surfed before in my life. It was a real funny dynamic. <laughs> <laughs> they'd all, we'd go down to Santa Cruz to play a show, and they'd just have their eyes on the ocean the whole time. Right, like, when's this going to be over? <laughs> yeah, <then>? exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Distractions. Mm -hmm. But then it's also good to have that kind of difference, right? Uh, bouncing off of each other, your, your oh, influences. It so. makes a big difference in, in songwriting, especially. Uh, you find, like, they wrote with a, a very West Coast style, mm -hmm. and I wrote a little bit more, especially lyrically, more like I talk, a little bit faster, a little bit more uh, edgy. edgy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And where, wh who would you say are your musical influences? They're pretty wide ranging. I know myself personally, when we started this project, it was very much about the Double Mix Three. It was very much that kind of like almost a punk attitude with with bluegrass instrumentation. Mm -hmm. You know, still like a real lively, high energy show. Um, and darker. Yeah, a little bit darker. And as we've played more and more, it's grown more into a broader bluegrass, more like uh, like Bella Fleck a little bit, and uh, 
I certainly like listen to a lot of that. Mm -hmm. um, but because we do such vocal work, we do a lot of mm -hmm. three, four part vocal harmonies. Mm -hmm. You know, there are a lot of influences that come from the vocal world as well. Yeah, definitely. And um, where do you guys see yourself in the next year? What are some uh, projects that you're working on? Well, the big deal for us in the next year is, is touring outside of the state. Uh, we're spending a lot of time up in Oregon. Uh, we're trying to get up to Washington, over to Montana. Mm -hmm. um, we'd really love to be playing in some of the, you know, the festivals. Like, there's so many awesome festivals here Hardly, stri Hardly Strictly. We have been trying to get into Hardly Strictly oh, for years. For six I years, couldn't picture you guys the there. Party, and we have such a great time. And actually, I know with Aaron, that's, Aaron is the, <laughs> the guy from player. up the street. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he and I, this band really kind of formed because of Hardly Strictly. And so we would just love to play it, but keep trying. Someday. We're Don't give trying. up. Anyone out there with Hardly oh. Strictly? Hi. Give us a call. <laughs> we'll do it. <laughs> They're big fans of the show. Ah, cool. But yeah, we were just thinking, or we were talking about the last time we had a stand-up bass was another local bluegrass band called The Creek. Oh yeah, we know The Creek. And that was a couple of years ago. We're like, what's yeah, the last time? I haven't heard from them in a while, actually. Are they yeah. still? Yeah, I haven't either. Hmm. They, they were I a huge record, or it was like a Kickstarter. Oh, yeah. I remember that. But, yeah, um, Hardly Strictly has really been picking up the past couple of years, like, outside lens, but... Yeah, I think once they, uh, it seems like uh, when Warren, like, all of those kind of the old guards started passing away, you saw it started getting a little bit more eclectic with their music choices and a mm -hmm. little bit bringing in bigger and bigger people. Yeah. Right, but there's still room for the little guys. Right. But you guys aren't so little anymore. You're growing. We're growing. Is that right? That's <laughs> 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 a good analogy, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's still thinking. <laughs> I don't know. It'd be nice. That, that, that festival, they give lo like smaller groups like a chance yeah. to be seen, which I guess I'm very new to this group, but I guess that's probably what the goal would be to like somehow get the, someone to help us out and be like, can you put us in, you know, getting on the right state, you know, that's what part of that festival is all about, I think. Getting Just that exposure, the initial exposure, rather, to a new audience or, mm -hmm. you know, somebody who's going to take you to the next level too, right? Yeah, yeah, hopefully. That's going to happen. <laughs> I like your positivity. So I'd love to hear a song by you guys. Um, do you want me to start maybe with a track off of Spotify, or I'll totally leave it up to you guys? Um, you, you could do that if you'd like, or we could just grab the instruments and play one for you if you'd rather. Yes, let's do that. Okay. Because I love hearing bluegrass right live. Let's do that. <laughs> yeah, let's grab the instruments, guys. Um, we'll set up right here. I opened them all up. All right, and Someone's ready to go. <laughs> We're prepared. We try. Well, there's, when there's so many of us in the band, like yeah. it's easy to prepare. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we've seen it all here at Mutiny. Radio. I'm trying to queue up. Oh, I see. I was gonna queue up a song, but maybe not. Maybe not. I have a CD on it here. I did make a playlist. Okay. But look, see? We're we're quick and easy. That's what I love. I mean, we don't, usually we get that, but not normally. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense. It does. Usually, but not normally. <laughs> <laughs> what is normal anyway? Right. Oh, look at that. I didn't see that before. What? On the up above panel. They've been, there. They've been really? there for a few weeks now. There. I didn't notice it. <laughs> I only see that. 
Because I kept knocking into it, knocking it over. <laughs> Second yeah. tune up here. Take your time. It's an old, the old musician's quandary. <laughs> People who actually tune their instruments. You can play a song while they tune up. But I like it. That's how we should do that. We can hear everyone. This is a song called Tuning. Let's fire everybody. Alright, I think we're set. Okay. Alright. Well, this is The Good Bad, and stay tuned for more Mutiny Radio. Little spare change? Sure. Thank you. 
there any way I can play that song when somebody asks me for spare change? That's a big part of it. She lives in downtown, so that's yeah. happens a lot. There's a lot of homeless people yeah. around. Yeah, I live right on uh, 14th and Minna, and I, I wrote that song pretty much walking down the street one day. That's how the chorus <laughs> you, came up. You know how it is. Yeah, exactly. Living that life. Mm-hmm. And... That's great. <laughs> is that song um, available on an album or for download? It is. That's off of our uh, our most recent release, um, which we pretentiously self-titled. <laughs> we thought we were so good well, that we, we could just self-title it. We came to a stalemate. Nobody could agree <laughs> okay. on the on the things on the name of the album, so we're just like, well, it just time right keep, out. Yeah, time yeah. Right out. We're like, okay, it's self-titled. <laughs> so yeah, that one's called the Good Bad, and I think the easiest way to purchase it is on CD Baby. Oh yeah, that's a that's an oldie but a goodie. That's been I mean it's been, right, around, it's been around for a long, for a long time. time. I kind of forgotten about it until Otto, the bass player here. Yeah, and how much of a cut do you get, if you don't mind me asking? I don't remember right offhand, but it's like eighty-five or something percent. Oh wow, that's not bad. Wow, that's pretty that's pretty generous. Uh, that's not bad at all. Oh, right, that's right. worth it. And um, tell us a little bit more about the instrumentation. Is this pretty much standard for this most songs? This is pretty songs standard. Or? Oftentimes we'll have a fiddle player with us. Um, we don't like to change up too much uh, the overall instrumentation on songs. Um, we do some slide guitar work, which, which comes through on the new album a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, right now we've got Aaron on the mandolin, Audra on the bass, and Peter on the banjo, and I'm on the guitar here. Um, and when we have the fiddle player with us, it's nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, you couldn't make it in time for the radio show, but he'll be here at Amnesia this evening. Right on. And what t- uh, what time does the good bad go on? I think 10.30 is what we're slotted for. 10.30. But in the nature of live music, we'll probably go on at 10.45 or 11. <laughs> or just keep you drinking at the know. bar. Yeah. And yeah. Then <laughs> you never know. It's true. You might go in on 9. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that happened to us once. We went there, and uh, we were booked for the... We were booked at nine, nine o'clock, ten o'clock. What happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were booked at nine, so all of our fans showed up at nine, and then the venue changed on us at the last minute oh, and shoot. asked us to go on at midnight. Oh shoot! And it was a Tuesday night. Oh, so, that's like, the word. You lost your fan base. Yeah. You know what's crazy is when uh, the venue doesn't expect you. Have you ever done that before? Oh no! Mm-hmm. And the venue like, who are you? Like, oh man. You guys are tonight? And we're like, <laughs> <laughs> nah. This is such a tough conversation. That's interesting. What's what's the craziest interaction you've had at a venue? Or like, what's the most memorable thing? Oh, I don't think, I think mine's probably too explicit for the radio. <laughs> I want to hear it. <laughs> and that involves a, a gig out in, um, out in Sacramento. Ah, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, ah, <laughs> can already see where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're going to leave that one behind. Just Everyone from SAC is so mad right now after that comment. <laughs> oh, They're like, I'm not listening to this station <laughs> ever again. <laughs> <laughs> and how did you come up with the name of, for the group? Some pe- When I was telling people promoting you guys for the show, they're like, the good bad, the good bad. <laughs> they were curious about the name. Yeah, so. uh, I think... Um, <laughs> The impetus behind that one was on Aaron. Uh, Aaron and I used to work together, and uh, we were sitting down at the, the coffee table in the in the break room, and trying to come up with a new name. You know, being the Neckbeard Boys for so long, we just were struggling to find a new name. And uh, I don't remember exactly well, how you came it, up with well, it. Well, initially it was going to be Uncle Dad and the Good. Oh, Uncle Dad, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was like. Yeah, no, Uncle Dad. Yeah. Uncle Dad. <laughs> 
I feel about this. I don't know where this conversation is going. So there's a reason we didn't finish the Uncle Dad part. The reason why we left that part out. So we're like, yeah, let's just let's go with the good bad. That's got a nice ring to it, you know. And so there you go. So because it rhymed with Uncle Dad. Well, yeah, it was either that or the firm worms. Oh, yeah. I had no idea that the other options were being considered. I did have a conversation earlier today where someone, it, it came up, there's bad can be used in a, in a the good sense, like Michael Jackson or whatever. Right. So Who's bad? There's the bad oh, bad, and then there's the good, the good bad. bad, and we're that. Oh. There you oh, go. Okay. Just tell everyone that. The light yeah. one's better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally mixed. Got it. <laughs> Nice. Y'all heard it first. <laughs> <laughs> right here. <laughs> and how did you guys initially meet? So you guys worked together? Yeah, Aaron and I worked in. together. Um, Craigslist. Craigslist, yeah. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? The things come from Craigslist. <laughs> Apparently. People get murdered on there, too. But you know, <laughs> I've, uh, the weirdest Craigslist thing I ever did was actually not joining this band. It was... Uh, I did a ride share to Alaska, and the first time I oh, met the wow. guy was getting in his car in Berkeley to drive to Alaska together. Oh, wow. And seven days later, we were like best friends. Oh, That's like crazy. A, like a I love it. Dude in a small car. That's right? a different. That's <laughs> 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 another situation. <laughs> well, there was so an artist here that had like they had a, like an expo here mm-hmm. at our art space, and they she met her husband through Craigslist. Oh, oh that's right. Wow. Yeah, David. I back in the that. day, though, back when it first started. Oh yeah. yeah. When it was when it was legit. Yeah. Still, like, yeah. uh, so when Craig was still a monitor. Yeah. This connection. This looks legit. That looks okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's super crazy. But um, I'd love to hear another song. Yeah. All right. How about um, what do you guys think? Whiskey Devil or Joshua? Oh or? yeah. Ooh. Either or. Pick one. Whiskey Devil Whis- or Joshua. The whiskey one. I will. <laughs> the name itself. <laughs> Just. <laughs> sure. This is a really old song. It's it's um, one of the first songs we wrote for sure. Luke Filbert, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> Luke knows what's up. Um, it's about whiskey. All right. Here we go. Yeah. 
Repeat again. Let me guess, you're a repeat offender. <laughs> not, not the first time, yeah. <laughs> the second time, the third time, fourth time. <laughs> do you have any other shows coming up besides the one tonight? We do, yeah. Um, let's see, next weekend we're playing in Tahoe at Squaw, in Squaw Village. Um, All right, Mutiny Radio listener, we have some urgent news from the front Thanks to Wania Thibault of Buckskin Revolution and Season 6 of Alone. Go check her out on her YouTube. She sent me some important Community Environmental Advocates Foundation news. Canadian firm proposes opening Grass Valley Mine. Public comments are due by August 17th, 2020. This is very, very time sensitive in that August 17th is next week. And... Grass Valley, California, Nevada County recently announced that a long-awaited public process will begin on a controversial proposal by Canadian mining company RISE Gold Corps to reopen the historic Idaho-Maryland mine. Located in Grass Valley, the mine last operated in 1956 and shut down due to financial difficulties and diminishing production, yet it left behind a legacy of both a legendary gold mine and a prolific amount of environmental damage. The lure of possible untapped riches has continued to this day. As recently as eight years ago, the previous owner, M. Gold Mining, abandoned its second effort to open the mine due to an inability to resolve environmental issues and exhausted financial resources. Now RASE Gold is betting on succeeding where others have failed and has submitted mining permit application documents to the Nevada County Planning Document Department. On Friday, July 17th, Nevada County released a notice of preparation that summarized the project and starts the public review process. Citizens are invited to give comments and feedback on the plan by August 17th, 2020. That's next week. There will be no virtual public hearing. Instead, the public is invited to watch a pre-recorded presentation that will be posted for viewing by July 27th. Citizens will not be able to give verbal comments, but are being asked instead to send a letter with their concerns to the county. Community Environmental Advocates Foundation members have asked the county to extend the deadline on the comment period until September 16th so that the public has adequate time to review the proposal and send in their concerns. Quote, this is a massive and complex project with a permit application of over 100 documents to serve the public interests and assure that all the potential impacts are studied. We are asking the county to provide more than the minimal 30-day review period. Unquote, stated Ralph Silverstein, CEA Foundation President. According to the project documents, mining will take place 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The main access to the mine and processing facilities will be located at the 119-acre New Brunswick site, located at the corner of Brunswick and East Bennett Roads. About 1,500 tons of waste rock and tailings will be processed from the mine daily, with most of it being deposited on site or trucked to the 56-acre former mine site on Idaho-Maryland Road west of Centennial Drive. Over the course of 11 years, these built-up engineer fill piles 
of mine waste will cover 75 total acres to heights up over 90 feet. They will be graded on top so that they may be utilized for future development. The mine waste will be transported by trucks making up to 100 round trips per day, 16 hours per day, seven days a week. Quote, I don't think people have an understanding of how impactful this will be to our community. We're looking at a two gravel quarry type operations in Grass Valley built upon two sites covering a total of 75 acres, more than 100 truck trips daily, and all the noise and dust associated with that, unquote, added Silberman, Silberstein. Three years ago, a Canadian firm, Rise Gold, purchased the properties and began preparatory work. A prolonged period of exploratory drilling was a constant source of irritation to the neighbors due to the round-the-clock noise, and numerous complaints were filed. Already, conservation organizations, local residents, and community groups have expressed concerns about the mine's impact on air quality, noise, traffic, groundwater, local habitat, and threats to domestic wells in the area. The proposed highly industrial mine site is surrounded by residential neighborhoods. One major issue from the previous effort to open the mine was the impact of dewatering the miles of underground tunnels, requiring pump, pumping out 250 acre feet of groundwater into South Fork Wolf Creek initially, and then perpetually pumping after that. All of this water must be treated to remo remove pollutants. In addition to the impacts proposed, uh, of the proposed dewatering, the plan indicates that a long stretch of the creek will be encased in pipes to act as an underground storm drain for the entire property. Quote, we are concerned about the nonstop discharge of large amounts of water from the mine into the creek, unquote, stated Jonathan Keene of Wolf Creek Community Alliance. Quote, South Wolf Creek should not be treated like a storm drain, Keenan added. We are concerned about chemical pollution from mining operations and about local wells becoming polluted or going dry. Residents of the area also expressed concern about the impact on their neighborhoods, quality of life, and home values. The proposed buildup of mine waste rock and tailings on the main Brunswick site backs up to rural residential neighborhoods where people have settled seeking peace and quiet in the natural setting amongst trees. Quote, when we bought our home, the nearby Brunswick site was zoned for light industrial, which didn't concern us. But to open this mine, they needed to rezone it, which will change the very nature of the area we live in, stated Christy Hubbard, a resident of Grass Valley. And like many of our neighbors for miles around, we live on a well that produces the sweetest water and costs practically nothing. It's not clear to me that any expert could absolutely guarantee we won't lose that. Strong local opposition to reopening mines is certainly not a new thing in Nevada County, but recent history raised the level of concern to new heights following the opening of the Siskon mine in 1995. After posting a significant bond and gaining assurances that the wells in the area were safe and the impacts of dewatering the mine, a permit was granted, only to find that within a short period of time, wells were sucked dry and rendered unusable. Quote, water is the most precious resource in our foothill communities. In the mid-1990s, as a result of the Siskon Gold Corporation operators, we lost numerous residential wells on the San Juan Ridge due to catastrophic dewatering of our aquifer, explained Sol Henson of the San Juan Ridge Taxpayers Association. 
This included the loss of the well at Grizzly Hill School, the primary grade school of the Ridge. Since that event 25 years ago, Grizzly Hill School still has to treat its water for contaminants as a result of that mining activity. Much like the dewatering plan proposed by RISE, Siskan promised everything, and then suddenly our wells were ruined. We hope history doesn't repeat itself, unquote. The notice of preparation is available on the county website. That's at mynevadacounty.com 3054 environmental impact record. Again, that's www.mynevadacounty.com backslash 3054 backslash environmental impact report. Information on how to submit a letter to the county can be found at cea nc.org mining now is the time to make sure the county is right asking the right questions about the idaho maryland mine the mission of the community environmental advocates foundation cea foundation is to perform research education and advocacy to promote public policy and actions resulting in responsible land use and environmental protection in nevada county and the sierra nevada region all right wolf creek community alliance wcca is a volunteer run 501c3 nonprofit organization focused primarily on cleaning up Wolf Creek and restoring this neglected community resource to a condition of optimal health and integrity for the benefit of all its human and wildlife inhabitants. That's at wolfcreekalliance.org. And the primary purpose of the San Juan Ridge Taxpayers Association is to promote the environmental, social, and economic well-being of the San Juan Ridge community located in Nevada County, California. California. So thank you, Wania of... Buckskin Revolution, located in Grass Valley. Uh, she was in season six of Alone. She lasted 73 days in the wilderness. She now teaches ancestral skills in workshops. Right now, I, I believe she's working online, but she's done gatherings, and she's just an amazing human being. So thank you for sending that. Wania, again, that's Community Environmental Advocates Foundation, and try to write a letter before the 17th of August to... Um, Shut down, not let the opening of the Grass Valley mine happen again in Grass Valley. So check that out. Thanks again, Winia. And we'll be right back with more Mutiny Radio stuff because the stream's back up. Yay. Starving artist from the heart of darkness. I'll fox a mic like Parkinson's. Blackout beyond comprehension. Galactic promise, Adderall consciousness. On broadcast like Tom at Podcast. Surprise the highlights and contrast. Experimentation beyond wrath. Lost all the bombast. Conjecture and jester's gesture. No contract. Cameras feeding five with eye contact. One of the innocent MCs that ever lived, never recorded. These stories are heritage, passing off as a clever kid. Old tradition, niggas have mad felonies and did hella bits. Your boy, ambition. Boy, 
as a room conductor on the bus Playing with a bus, some damn cop Must have thought it up as if I wasn't annoyed enough Betrayed how much of a toy is love Honor, obey, destroy your what? Motherfucker, undone the structure Axes switch one another Summon up his doorbell rang and begun to puff it Couldn't tell if the girls were thirsty or the ball was hungry Portrait of a star, the artist from the heart of darkness Outfox a mic like Parkinson's Blackout beyond comprehension, galactic promises Out of all consciousness on broadcast Like time at podcast Surprise and highlights and contrast Experimentation beyond wrath Lost all the bombast Conjecture and gestures, gestures, no contract Camera speed and five with eye contact Yeah. 
see a podcast. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I'd bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> my friends out at Mutiny Radio. Chester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as Moofy's over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Bamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Pamtastics deep in the mission where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for <laughs> is in duty this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer cottage on the mountain ridge for the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby.
Hey, me and Nearest Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon, with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up an excellent mix of jazz, Latin, gospel, hip-hop, and traditional folk ballads. Great stuff. Check it out. Labor and Love is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Serve somebody. Subliminal SF visual and auditory mind control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com. And experience Subliminal SF.
the dance mix you know it was the flip side oh yeah oh the 12 inch of safety dance where it's like ticket ticket extra they put an extra drum machine in there to make it 12 inches ladies and gentlemen we are really excited and we're very old but we are mike Siegelman and carl we watch a full-length movie on youtube let us so we want you to go to youtube and listen to the podcast and watch the movie at the same time with us we stream first on Mutiny Radio on Sunday, Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You can get our podcast by our crazy acronym, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. And we also have a YouTube channel. Carl, what is the movie today? Uh, today we're watching Ski Party 1965. So you go to your YouTube search and, I don't know, you can put in Ski Party 1965. You'll have to scroll down like two or three. But maybe if you just put in Ski Party, the channel we like is called Movie Time. Our good friends at Movie Time, which I'm going to subscribe to right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, go ahead. So it's just Key Party. This is Movie Time. They have uh, – this is recorded off of terrestrial television, as it were. So we uh, have commercials and all. So we have a runtime of 159.57. So without further ado, we are not even going to wake them up. But let's get Paul Brumbaugh's Brumbot out here to do the countdown, the robotic king of countdowns. Will you please give it up for the Paul Brumbot? All right, so let's get this started. I am I am ready. It was a live show. We're very excited to have Paul here as our countdown gentleman. Let's get ready to Brumba. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to Brumba. Okay, so let's get ready to Brumba. And now, what you've all been waiting for, master of the descending numerals, the countdown king himself. Would you please welcome Mr. Paul Brumbaugh? All right, guys, you know the drill. Put that finger right over that triangle and do it in three, two, one, go. All right. I'm excited to watch this TV and this Leo is lying right here, baby. 
Maybe I'm drunk, Carl, but that line, that's a beautiful line. Hey, we're going ski partying, ski, ski party. Right. You know the theme song? Beach. Everybody's ski party. Yeah, the beach is nowhere to be found. Ski party, ski, ski party. American International. Yeah, our Samuel Z's Arcop fellow. Right. And not Jack Nicholson, James H. Nicholson. Perfect, exactly right. And Frankie Avalon, so you already know what kind of movie it's going to be. You know what to expect when you see that name. I don't see Annette Funicello's name second. I mean, I see Dwayne Hickman. She has a cameo. Oh, do they do a double take and they're like, what? By the way, you're going to see it like jerking and like, you know, it's not your local YouTube. So don't think you're – Oh. it stutters. It's cool. They recorded it off of a cable. Well, I got it because I was adjusting my YouTube antenna to try to get a better reception. Mm -hmm. I could just stop – I've been putting tinfoil on the YouTube antenna. The Hondels sing – the girls in the background. Other thing in this, and James Brown. James Brown, and he does I Feel Good. That's his song in this. Does he do any? And Leslie, and Leslie Gore, who I hope does. Uh, oh, I know from the trailer, she does uh, Sunshine and Lollipops. Right, exactly. Yeah. So you know there's at least those two moments we can enjoy. Look at them. They're night skiing. Night skiing, bunch of pricks. <laughs> Going to run over gophers in the dark. Ski blanket bingo. Well, have you ever seen Beach Blanket Bimbo, uh, Bingo with uh, Frankie Avalon? I might have. Great. I've seen some beach movies with Annette Funicello and, and uh, Frankie, but I don't know which ones they were. This one has uh, Don Rickles, and he, in the middle of the movie, does a stand-up routine, and he starts flagging on Frankie. How old are you? How old are you have to be in these movies, Frankie? Like, he just breaks character and <laughs> just rips into Frankie Avalon. It's really funny. Now, here's Annette Funicello. Oh, Fun Without Sex. Right. I read that book. She, what oh, she's, she's, a, she's Professor Sonia Roberts, and what she's saying is that boys' sexual peak is 17, 18 years old, and women's sexual peak is like 35, so this can cause a problem. And now Frankie's talking to his friend uh, uh, Craig, who's Dwayne right. Hickman, and he's yeah. saying, we got to find a 35-year-old girl. <laughs> yeah, I love this. We cut to the chase. They should go to Cougar Town. That's right. Now here's Freddy, and Freddy gets all the girls, and they're like, what has he got that we don't got? How does he do it? His balls are dangling from his tennis shorts. <laughs> That's his secret talc. Now you know Frankie Ar you tap those babies? Um, Todd Armstrong here, but do you know Dwayne Hickman? The name rings a bell. Like, I, I, I don't know who he is, though. Mm -hmm. Well, he's like... Super before our time. Of course, all of these guys are, but there was something called the Bob Cummings Show, and he was the title character. And there was the Many Loves of Dobie Gillis, also a 60s TV show. He's the brother of child actor Daryl Hickman. I don't know, but that doesn't mean anything to me. And yeah, yeah. Well, Dobie Gillis is probably the closest. Yeah, Dobie Gillis is probably how we know him, but he was a TV executive at CBS for many years. Uh, Cray, uh, Dwayne Hickman is his name. So do we need to do a tally of bikini shots and bare feet shots? 
Are we doing a bare feet meter like we did for Grindhouse? There are they are that true. They are going on a ski trip and the bikinis well actually no, there will be bikinis on the okay. ski trip. That's I don't know that bikinis. we have to do a count of the bikinis. Alright. Well here's something for the ladies. Those are their tracksuits. You won't see foot shots. This isn't a Tarantino film. I just saw like a bunch of like bathing beauties hop into a uh, topless convertible. That was Freddy again, and they're yeah. like, "How does he do it?" And they're trying to figure it out. Well, see, Freddy goes for the seventeen-year-olds. He should go for the thirty-five-year-olds. Yep, exactly right. But Freddy doesn't do that. Okay, now it's our date. Uh... We're at the drive-in with our uh, heroines and heroes all together. A double date. Linda and Barbara. Oh, how meta. Mm -hmm. Are they watching a movie of us talking to them? Talking about them? There's a, an Italian lady on the screen. Well, she's a famous voiceover actress, and she uh, died at 100 years old. And uh, she's being this Italian lady. It's pretty funny. You, I think we're oh, not. They're making fun of the. Yeah. Well, listen, Carl. I would rather riff on them riffing than watching them riff on the movie. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's so. Why would they riff on a yeah. movie? Why would they riff on the movie? It's so. That's not entertainment. You ever see YouTube taking... on our YouTube channel? There's comments. Stop talking. What's the point, guys? <laughs> yeah. What is the point? You know, it's pop culture appropriation, retextualizing our popular media landscape into creating new art forms. Right. That's what we're doing. Yeah. We're taking entertainment and remixing it, as it were. It's a heck of I got to pop it in this bucket. <laughs> <laughs> no, but somebody goes to right. YouTube and they search for a movie that they want to see that, you know, that we've covered. And they find our link and they see the intro and everything. And they wait all that time, and the movie starts with the countdown, and then we don't shut up. And they get very frustrated. Right. Well, what we're going to do is just, like, kick back and be like, hey, guys. Here's... Well, I guess that's true. You're on YouTube, and you're like, well, these guys uploaded a movie, and they put a little intro in it. Okay, now here's the joke. He's, no. like, saying, we can't get out. Would you pull up? And then we find out he's in the car with the, the professor, Annette Funicello. Oh, again. Uh -huh. All right, that's it. She's done. Yep, for the entire movie, she's done. So Frankie Avalon also did uh, Dr. Goldfoot and the electric uh, golden bikini machine or, or the bikini Yes, and machine. he did it with this star, Craig, uh, Dwayne Hickman. That's where I've seen him. In. I've well, seen that from... movie. That movie is just nothing. They, they loved... Um, the guys who made this film, they saw the chemistry between Frankie Avalon and, and Dwayne Hickman, and so they r right away signed them up for another film. They e It's even plugged in the credits, but then this film was a commercial flop, and they didn't make the film. But they did go on to make the other film you just mentioned, um, uh, Dr. Goldfoot and the Bikini Machine. <laughs> Dr. Goldfoot. Yeah, that's great. It takes place in San Francisco, Carl. Uh huh. He rides. Uh, they go through. They get out of Presidio. Uh, not Presidio. That crooked street, Lombard. 
They're like, what? Right now they're doing well, this uh, synchronize our watches joke and he's going to go away for, he's going to take a 20 minute walk. Now this is something that you, Mike Spiegelman will hate. He's, he's wrestling with her trying to get kisses. That's a drive-in. Well, they've gone to like Are they playing wacky music? now. Right. This is like when we were watching, uh, uh, what do you say to a naked lady? At least our least popular uploaded video, which is Alan Fun from Candy Camera, and they do a routine where uh, there's kind of like a casting couch, and a woman's resisting it, and it plays like a wacky music to it. I enjoyed that film very much, and it does. It's okay on YouTube. It's in the thousands. Yeah, but you were like, I deleted that comment. Someone told us to go shove it up our ass. Couldn't take it. <laughs> <laughs> well, so are they? Are they, they going to say like, "Listen, I love you so much. We should leave Southern California and go up to the mountains." No, no. Right now, he's like, "Why don't you like me?" And she's like, "I just don't feel it." And he's like, "I'm a nice all-American boy with a C plus average." And she's like, "I'm sorry." They're going on a ski trip, and they're going. Freddie is going, so they're like, "We're going to lose Freddie." You know, if we, uh, so we got to go too, and that's how that's set up. Right. See, here, right. here they see Freddie out the window, and this woman, Janet, the actress, her name's Petey, uh, Patty Chandler, is like totally trying to make, it's like reverse. Freddie's the one who's like, please, you've got to go in, I promise them. I'd have you back before, you know, before midnight. Oh, yeah, they're checking out yelling out the window. I love these sets. You know, they must have shot 100 million movies off these sets. Yeah. Oh, my God, she's a Terminator 2, Carl. Did you see? She mutated. Yes, right. He's a shape-shifting liquid metal Terminator. (laughs) Yeah. Now he's well, saying she's the most interesting person here. trip together, and she's like, yeah, with all the other girls. Oh. What's with Freddie? Freddie's just, I don't know, he can get any girl he wants, so he's picky, I guess. And Frankie Avalon is upset. And this is when I they know, he had a stand on a phone going book. on that ski trip. He's upset because he had to stand on a phone book to look out the window. <laughs> Shrinky. All right. I got my ski clothes. My ski ski clothes. With ski bones. Thank God they set up this movie. You see the old style. What's the uh, other thing? The old style suitcase that doesn't have the rollers. Right. I thought you were talking about the uh, bookcase and like metal wall type of bullshit. They the break the third itself. wall in this yeah, they, movie all the time. You hate that. Oh, they break the fourth wall? The fourth wall? I was calling it the third wall. Yeah, they break the fourth wall all the time. Well, the story goes is that the theater has a backstage, a back wall, and stage left and stage right, and right. those are the three walls. Yeah. And that we are looking to the fourth wall. That's right. Okay, here we go. This is the reason why I'm here. Yeah, lollies. 
Yeah. Uppers and lots of meth. Keeps me up all night doing meth. <laughs> I took I took some oxy this morning and I took it this afternoon. <laughs> Yeah, this is me on the bus. We shut up. I'm trying to get to fucking Sacramento. Time. I just want to get to Sacramento. When she was 16, 1963, she had that big hit. It's my party, and I'll cry if I want to. Cry if I want. Oh right. That was her birth. She had a lot of well, this hits. This song's kind of a hit. Yeah, she. You know that song goes. You don't own me. That's her, too. Oh, wow. Leslie Gore. And she had a, any tragic stories, Carl, about Leslie Gore? Uh, yeah, there's some gory stories. Yeah, I, I bet they're very gory. The I just read the gory no, stories about her life. I just researched her to find out it's my party and you don't own me. That's as far as I went. Fair enough. Any relation to Al Gore? I don't know. Yay! Oh, commercial. Yeah. Now, this is when we learned that we're yeah. in Michigan, because this is Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Michigan. And this is 2015, too. So, you this is all expired shit. Well, the thing is, Mike, it's time to find the Medicare plan that's right for you. I mean, the, the, the date is coming in which there's going to be new Medicare plans, and you should really get the brochure. There's no obligation, Mike. There's no obligation. It's Blue Cross Advantage. I could save money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. Is it Obamacare or is that too early? Uh, it's not yet. It's too early for it's, – it's just the next uh, Medicare uh, plan that are coming out, and you should get the book. Mike, there's no obligation. Just call the number. Well, how much does this guy – how much will the guy cost me? I, I don't it, no no it's free it's a free guide there's oh. no obligation Mike. So when should I call for this free guide? Oh, should you I call should later? Call now no not later. Call oh. to action. You should call now. Oh wait, but I completely forgot about the medical plan. I was thinking about my affordable life plan. What should I do? In my well, this life? is life insurance to cover your funeral expenses, and you're probably paying way too much. You should get the affordable life oh. plan. I would love to get cash back for my overpriced insurance. Uh, no medical plan. You buy this, you get a if you get their brochure, you get a free magnet glasses. Now, how did they know that I would watch would need this? I'm just watching Surf Party from 1965. Don't it must be the channel because it's all about Medicare and you know, it's funny, it's to cover your funeral expenses, so it shouldn't be the affordable life plan, it should be the affordable death plan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, a for, it's the, uh, your significant other's affordable life plan. Right, for your Phew. significant other. Yeah. Oh, quiet. Oh, that went by as fast. You know, Mike, What's a visa you print? Know, nothing captures the perfect moment like a photo, Okay. And that's why I'm so glad really? you have Vistaprint. Well, because the problem with photos is I can never print it right. or, or make a decorative Merry Christmas card. Right. This is for your holiday cards. It doesn't matter that you're Jewish. If you want to get a, 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 ha a Merry Christmas card, these are the people to call. 
Vistaprint. Well, can I? Uh, my problem is I'm behind with my mortgage account, so I'm oh, looking to for foreclosure. Yeah. Hey, Mike, you can't my save your home. How? How can you help? I Call mean, America for I'm behind with my mortgage savings. They'll send you a brochure. Mike, really, I'm paying for foreclosure. <laughs> That's right. Uh, it's only the these current laws don't help secure me. When I started my business, I would close the business every night, and on the fourth night, I was already foreclosed. Oh my God, that was because it was a consecutive. Right, the fortnight. That took you two weeks, that joke. <laughs> What's the USAA? They're like uh, old people. service. They they do the the heavy work for you, and you can save a lot of money. Oh, that's cool. Well, I've already saving a lot of money on my insurance, and I'm like, oh, that's not game footage. It's a great time killer on your phone. It's mobile click three. <laughs> Just yeah, click three or more. <laughs> it's free to play. It's free to play. It's free to start. Look how pretty. Wow. Those microtransactions are beautiful. Blossom Blast Saga. Download today or don't. Oh, finally. Ski Party. They finally made this bus drive was hugely long. Yeah. So many ads. Wow, we took the Greyhound when it was cool. That's right. They have arrived. Now, Mike, this film, even though it was uh, American International, they did spend money on uh, animal trainers. Now, you know that polar bears are killers, okay? But they managed to tame a polar bear, and we'll see that polar bear interacting with everyone safely in this film. You'll see. Wow, how can they train a polar bear? You mean like interact and do double takes? Yep. It wasn't like a guy in a polar bear suit? No, Michael. It was a real <laughs> okay. <laughs> because oh wow, well I can't wait to see a actual polar bear in this movie. Now this is Mr. Pevney, and he's sort of like our guide, and he uh, arranges all the you know skiing lessons and the contests and everything. Um, and right now he's saying he got a letter from all the boys' father saying chaperones weren't required, but unfortunately he didn't get the same letter from the girls' parents, so therefore we're going to have chaperones. That's a classic joke. Guys, take a break. Right now we're having all of, uh, fear about getting hurt skiing, and they're overhearing the infirmary screams. Oh, right. And he's going through a wacky list. <laughs> this guy's name is now, your father's... Lewis, right? And he was a radio and TV yeah. guy, but mostly for game shows. So He has that game show look. He's got the horn room glasses and the tight-ass hair. That's his um, trademark signature. He always had the horn rim glasses. But listen, this is funny. His name's Robert Q. Lewis, right? And it was an accident yeah. with Q. Um, here it is. Huh. 1942, he responds to a reference to a radio comedian, uh, F. Chase, right? The character's name was Colonel Lemel Q. Play, something like that. And he goes, and this is Robert Q. Lewis. And he kind of said it by accident. 
And then he always oh. the queue just for the hell of it. And that stuck. And that's it. That's how he got his sad card. And they would say, what is the cue for? And he would say quizzical. Because he was a game show guy. Oh. Right. He's also gay, Carl. Is he? There's other options. I don't know. Well, there's something that happens. Maybe you're right. Now, Frankie... I shouldn't call him Frankie, right? I should call him Todd and Craig, okay? Todd and Craig... Okay. Find his. He has a letter. It's like a recording in a package. It's a mail order psychoanalysis, and they realize he's got a problem. So they hatch this plan. Let's drive him crazy. So is that why they're going to go and drag? Because I saw that in the trailer. That's a different thing. That's so that they can. Okay. The girls learning skiing is like easy and gentle and soft, but the guys learning skiing was like, let's be a man. So they're real afraid of skiing. So they dress up as girls to get the easy skiing lessons. Nice. It goes uphill. The, the hard one is when you go up the hill. That's the old Gallagher joke. Yeah, no, it would be tougher if it went up the hill. That's right. That would be real skiing. So they um yeah. they reference some like it hot. Like the first time you see it, you're like, oh, they're doing some like it hot. And then later they fess up by saying that. I'm sick of this some like it hot routine. Well, because it was around the same time, right? Yeah. Some like it hot came out. Now, I think you wanted bikinis. And you're going to get bikinis yes, right now. At the pool. Great. Is there a song to yeah. We're freezing our asses out in the ski lodge. My balls are blues and my nipples tight. Freezing, freezing in the ski lodge. Oh. I wasn't all. Lots, lots more by Richie Adams and Larry Kusick. And Frankie Avalon sings it. So how did their universe work? They just break into song and then they stop yes. and they continue having beers? Right. It's like they just break into song and then they pretend like it wasn't weird. Right. Now, I don't think it's too cold because I'm not seeing too many nipples. Right. Well, you know, there was a sensor back there at American International. Uh, Samuel D. Arkoff said, six hard nickels is, is our deadline. That's it. That's the red line. Don't cross that. That's he met three pair, Carl, when he said six. Yeah, I love that dancing. It's lots more where that came from. Like you got a. Oh, good. It's easy to dance. You just kind of move your arms around. Nobody applauds. Now and this now they're is, back uh, to the comedy. We're going to learn a lot about Nita. She's from Sweden, Stockholm. Her name's Bobby Shaw, and really, she was in American International Pictures in the 60s. That's, then she went away. All she ever did was um, AIP Pictures. Oh, that's not bad. Is, I like, the, you know, out of all the dancers, I like the, the woman who was grinding her teeth, like kind of had the smirk going on. That was pretty cool. That was Linda, our hero. 
See, I knew it. Mm-hmm. Cold intentions. All right, guys. Here's what we're going to do. Right. We're going to go swimming outside of ski mode. Well, now it's been learning that the boys' instruction is on slope five and the girls' instruction is on slope six. Okay, so this is what they dress up in drag. Uh, they will not do it today. They'll do it tomorrow after they learn how tough it is. Their instructor is like a German ex-Nazi guy. Uh, you'll see. Oh. Oh, well, that's just, well, that was only 20 years, you know, the war only ended 20 years ago. That's right. So. It was fresh and current, yeah. and Nam had not started. Okay, look, you can see right. the, well, we missed it. You could see the shadow of the cameraman. Oh, nice. All we're having here is fear stuff. Like, we're, they don't know how to ski. They know how to surf, but, you know, right. they're afraid they're so high off the ground, and... You know, they're going to break their There's legs no, skiing. They got to use the surfer talk to go skiing. Okay, I see a big Wednesday. I need you to go full gully. Just catch the wave, bro. It looks like they know how to ski. Yeah, right. Oh! Oh, oh my God. Yeah. Jesus Christ, how do they get a polar bear on the skis? Animal They're training. dangerous animals, Carl. Oh, but I mean, at what price, Carl? At what price is to be that polar bear's animal trainer? So, you're putting your life in your, it's very cause. I went to Alaska and the guy was like, you know, unlike the grizzly bear where you, uh, you know, you can play dead uh, with a, don't bother with a polar bear because you'll be dead in a minute. Oh, right. They just go, they they don't buy that possum, playing possum shit. Right, sniff, sniff, sniff. So oh, they're going up the hill. They're running away. They couldn't hire Andy Rooney for this role? Perfect, yeah. Use a beach blanket, Babylon. You were mentioning, okay, now they hear laughing girls. Nikki Rooney. Yeah. Well, they're not hearing it. There it is. Yeah, there you go. She goes, we must be near the Swiss border. Uh, oh, of course they're not. Like um, they're in Sun Valley, Idaho is where they are. And they were there for three weeks. To the, and the film gives credit to Idaho's Sawtooth National Forest. That's our location. So, but they, Sun Valley, Idaho. They were at Los Angeles City uh, College for the city stuff, and they'll be at Sorrento Beach in Santa Monica at the end. And that's our locations. But they never say, let's leave the state. No. They just say, we're going on the ski trip. Wow. Now, Frankie Avalon has the idea, right. let's be girls. So, something Yeah, but the thing I don't get is that some like it hot, they had to change dress and drag because the mob was going to kill them. They had to do it for their, because their life depended on it. Right. Here they're just creepers. I don't know, you think we can get away with this, Carl? You and me? No. 
dress up in drag and walk around the ladies the ladies uh, ski lounge? Absolutely not. Not you and me. Maybe we could in in the uh, '90s. Yeah, right, right, right. We, Ten years ago, we would have been aced it. We would have been young enough looking that we could have pulled off a pretty. And it would have saved me twenty years of my life to uh, uh, face my uh, my sexual nature. Right, I would have lived twenty years. They're practicing their girl voices. Oh, right. Are they Buffy and Hildegard? One problem. The hotel for girls. <laughs> They're Jane and Nora. Jane and Nora. Uh, Here we go. So their girlfriends, uh, you know, Linda and Barbara are part of Ski Slope 6. And so they're going to kind of get the inside track on their girlfriends. It's kind of, you know, they're going to cheat a little bit. To the bat, to the Dwayne mobile. Oh, that's funny you say that because Barbara was Batgirl, will be Batgirl in the 60s. Look, there's the polar bear. It's amazing. Oh my how God, the trainer, whatever they paid him back in 1965, they should have doubled it because to get an actual polar bear yep. to skate down, they're such dangerous creatures. Right, so, right. I mean, yeah. Just to be tame is, is like, enough. But to make them ski? Oh. you imagine the person that put those skis on the polar bear? Well, let the trainer train them to put them on himself. That would be really quite it's a trick. Table. Yeah. Okay, so, you know, the ski instructor, Nita, was like, you wait here. And, of course, you know, uh, it, it, this is Jane, by the way, Jane. Uh, Jane is now out of control. Um, rolling down the hill. And so they're calling Nita, and, you know, it's going to turn into hilarity as they have to go and get him. Right. Well, because they never skied before. They're just surfer boys. Right. Exactly. Dressed as women. Exactly. exactly. You've got it. You've got yeah. it. And not in that Detroit. This Detroit. Uh-oh. He could have stopped him. Going down that hill. You want to hear my impression of Kate Bush skiing? Yes, please. I'm skiing down that hill, that valley. I guess I don't know that song. Oh, running up that hill. Oh, so I'm like one of the young people who listen and go, what the hell are they talking about? Safe Are they still talking? This is some good skiing. Like, this I is know. why I paid money to see some stunt skiing. This is bad acting that he's out of control. That's... He's not. They do this when they're on a surfboard. They just have a background of a wave, you know, on a on a screen. And he's like, "What the?" Yep. And then they cut to like a real professional. Exactly. And right now he's making a deal with God. Like, if you save me, I promise to say my prayers and brush my teeth. And it's a trap, God. Don't do it. Yeah, right. You can't trust this one. Now, coincidentally, it's Tim Robbins. 
Freddy is skiing along. And Freddy's reading the book Casanova as he skis. See him? Well, well that's, yeah. He's such a good skier. And, and then Freddy says to himself, what good is a book like this without pictures? That's a great joke, right? Yeah. I would love to see uh, shirtless photos of Casanova. I agree with Freddy. Look like Fabio. We Casanova. Okay, so Casanova now oil. bump into Jane. Whoa! And guess what? For the first time with a girl almost ever, Freddy is smitten. He is enchanted by this beautiful woman. He had that lady all over him. I know. Well, you know, the, the famous line at the end of uh, A Sun Like It Hot is Louis Lewis saying, nobody's perfect. Mm -hmm. It'd be great if Freddie's just like, yeah, listen, I know you're a drag right off the bat. That's what I'm into, man. That's it. Just want to tell you up front. We skiing is fun to watch. Nope. Oh, my God. This guy is head over heels. Now, once again, this is Linda, and she is the star of Gidget Goes Hawaiian. Which I saw. I think Gidget Goes Hawaiian. You yeah, saw her? Her father's She's Carl Reiner. Yep. Yeah. She's great. You know where Gidget got her name? No. In the first Gidget? It's Girl Midget. That's where oh. the surfers started calling her Gidget. Really? Yeah, yeah it was what Moondoggy did, or do Moondoggy. And, uh, Rex Rock. <laughs> Rex Rock. Oh. Okay, this is Dr. Martin Gizzy, and he's letting us know that okay. the Medicare enrollment uh, deadline is days away. So you should call health markets. They're unbiased, and they'll help you sort through all these crazy Medicare plans. But are they automatic? No, that's the thing. They're not automatic, so don't get suckered. You gotta learn what's the right plan. Don't shop for yourself. You don't know what you're doing, but you can call health markets. Well, do you think the plan will be right for me? Because I'm looking for better coverage but lower cost. Michael, trust me, and trust Dr. Martin Giza, okay? Call health markets. So he's markets. a paid endorser. Less coverage, I see coverage less. You could choose your own doctor. Well, how much is, they must do it at a cost. Oh, no, there's no cost to you. It's just unbiased advice, health markets. Well, what if they, could they find me the right plan? Because mm -hmm. it seems so confusing. This guy tried to shop on his own, and that was exactly his experience. So he called health markets, and bang, 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 it got handled. But you got to call now, Mark. Mike, it's days away. It's days away, the deadline. Oh, I guess, yeah, I'm going to miss that 2060 deadline. Well, let me call. H, beep, E, beep, A, beep, L, beep, beep, dot. Where's the dot? Beep, calm, beep, beep. Ah, it's ringing. December 7th, Pearl Harbor. I'll dial. Uh, finally, Jimmy Dean. This is what I do. I have crusty shit. Oh, Hamilton Beach. Whoa, yeah. look at this. I just thought it was a Jimmy Dean commercial. What the fuck? I could do the whole thing. But it's going to take minutes. me forever. Yeah, ready in five minutes. Really? 
I can make some atrocity and eat it. You can get a breakfast burrito. I can make an egg omelet. Hamilton Beach. Great. But it only got four and a half star ratings out of five. I mean, what was they? Oh, man. Hey, did I ever tell you the time I took some uh, Araxto and Paraxco? Oh, man. I got some serious. Did you have internal bleeding? I guess it was. did, call the lawyers. Yeah, serious. I had some serious internal bleeding. Stroke and death. Yes. Well, I mean, am I entitled? Only if you had, uh, only if you took Praxa and z z z z z z z z Okay, polar bear. Oh my god. Look. Polar bear. How the hell did they trade yeah, the polar bear to, to give you like that? Kudos. Wow. Hats off. I mean, I would be scared of my life. Yeah, hats off. Hats off to Dorothy Hamill for doing that, too. <laughs> now we're getting that inside oh, perspective I was telling you about. Yeah. Is that Leslie Gore? Do they no. hang around the musicians? Does James Brown hangs out after a song? No, no, that's Linda, who's Deborah Wally, who was Gidget Goes Hawaiian. Okay, perfect. I, you know, I couldn't recognize her with a sweater. If she was wearing a bikini and was in Hawaii, I would have totally remembered. Now look, she's gonna tell girl secrets, but you have to swear you'll never tell a boy ever. Oh, so it's going to be like, I like roses. And then boy him is going to show up with roses. And she's like, how do you know? No, you hear the voiceover? So it's they said, according to the government's, you know, to keep population growth steady, you can't hear what the secrets are. Oh, they're not going to reveal the girl secrets. Right. Oh, the, the movie, the censors of American International... Exactly. Wow, what a weird, zany movie. Is this whole movie as zany as that? <laughs> so. That's some Will Ferrell shit. <laughs> um, so. They broke the fourth wall, Carl. Offended that Freddie's coming on to her because he knows that Freddie is sweet on Nora. So he's going to. Right. But the truth is, Freddie's just trying to get close to Nora by getting close to Jane. So he shakes his hand and gotcha. hurts him as a punishment. Oh. Girl's playing hard to get. Yeah. Oh, all right, here we go. This is what I've paid money to see. Them singing on a horse ride in That's the winter right. snowland. Oh, giddy up, giddy up. This is Peyton. This is one song you sing. Gudo and the Four Seasons. Well, I guess it's winter right now. There's only one sleigh bell song, and that's giddy up, giddy up. Right. Sure, it's July. Fuck you. It's, it's a wonderful snow. Blah, 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 blah. Peyton the Town by the to... Season. Winter. Yeah, some town. They're painting the town with snow, white. She was Catwoman. She will become Catwoman, not yet. Nin yeah, right, 1966. 
Catwoman, like Harley Quinn, was never uh, originated from uh, the comics. It came from television. Uh-huh. Okay. Was the it's also our, our Star Trek connection, though, because she was that Orion slave girl who was green. Wow, that's a famous one. Yup, that was the pilot. Wow. Right, I remember afterwards, Kurt went to his checklist and checked off Green Girl afterwards, right? No, no, was like, hey, that list. was Captain Pike. That was Christopher Pike. Oh, that was in the pilot. Right. Yeah. And then Pike said, I am not, uh, I feel uncomfortable hitting on space girls. I <laughs> can't imagine seeing myself doing that week after week. I just have to be honest with you, Gene. I just can't see my character doing that. No problem. You're fired. Hey, Pike, you're fired. Bring in Kirk. He was a much better captain anyway. Well, was he really the Kirk? I mean, I've never seen the pilot. I guess I should. Well, what they did with the pilot is they were like, this is so darn good, we can't waste it. So they made a two-part episode in the real, in the series Star Trek, in which it was sort of like a flashback. And they used the Oh, you pilot. mean prior to Kirk? They, so was like Sulu still in there? Were there still some like crew members in the pilot yes, that were in recast? Yes. Oh, and it was still the Enterprise. So it was like, oh, before you came, we also had a very lonely Christmas. I remember it like yesterday. Well, Merry Christmas, Captain Pike. So they had Captain Pike on board, and Spock like mutinied and took over the ship, and was like taking Pike to this planet. And everyone's like, "You're under arrest. We're doing a court martial." And in the court martial, they got to see all the footage of the pilot. That's how they did it. That's oh, I would have preferred if like uh, Kirk got hit in the head and he got amnesia, as right. people on television do. And he's like, "I'm Captain Pike," and they're like, "No, why? If you were Captain Pike, it would be something a little like this." So oh, right now what we're having is more of that trying to get the girl, and they kiss, and she goes, "Now you'll have to marry me," and. You know, do you like me? True. Well, you tell me if you like me first and that kind of stuff. I even try. That's like in that book, Fun Without Sex. Mm-hmm. By Annette Funicello. <laughs> By, uh, you're not going to get any. So Frankie Avalon's in the back and he's like, be my girl, Linda. Tell me how to win you over. And he's like, a girl won't reveal that to a guy. But a girl will reveal it to the girl, and so that's they're pretending to be those English girls, and that's sort of like the plot that's going to go away. They'll never follow it through, but that was the plan to learn how to get them through asking them questions oh, as girls. Did you? And obviously, we don't listen to the audio because we're too busy uh, reappropriating social media. But did you say that they are uh, have British accents as girls? Yes. And and instead of saying ta ta, they go two two because they don't un they didn't they don't know any better. That's a funny joke. Right. So saying, yeah, they keep saying honey nut Cheerios. Gotta go. Honey nut Cheerios. Cheerios. Ah, toot toot and honey nut Cheerios. 
What did he say? He said, I need not Cheerios, he said. <laughs> he's a bleating Oh, yank. by the way, Carlos. He's a yank. When you say, he's a yank, he is. When you go to the, safely go to the supermarket, make sure you get Honey Nut Cheerios and not Nut Honey Cheerios, because that Nut Honey is completely <laughs> different. Tastes funny, too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, here's the song, I can tell. Okay, so now we're having a song. They're singing about boys, and they're singing, We'll Never Change Them, right? But the right. truth is, this was written as I'll Never Change Him, and it was sung by Annette Funicello in Beach Blanket Bingo, but they cut the scene. I thought I recognized the song. No, they cut it. They cut that it. That movie. Well, I've probably seen, I thought I've seen it on DVD. I can't imagine. Oh, well, no, they show it on TCM once in a while on a blue moon. But I, I, I must have, it must have not been a good DVD had they not had the deleted scene. Well, what American International's Pictures did is like they paid money for that song. They Guy Hermick and Jerry Steiner wrote it for them. So since they didn't use that scene, they just put it in this movie. Why not? Why not? It's a fuck beach movie. <laughs> now Jane and Nora come in in the middle of the song. So they start to dance Listen, like fools. Girls? Yeah, like... Do they wiggle their hips and smirk? <laughs> By the way, once again, audience, if you see, like, stops and stutters, it's not your YouTube feed and you're out of sync with us. It's cable TV in Michigan. Yeah, we're too lazy to upload our own movies, so we're mooching off of movie time, which probably mooches off of someone else, to be honest. Right. But it's good to have... It's tough. I've been always looking for beach movies. You know, they and that's what Cello Avalon did a bunch of them. They even did yes. one in the eighties, which honestly I never saw Back to the Beach, but I should. It has Fishbone and uh right. Rubens, Pee Wee Herman's in it. Yeah. With um but, he you was know, doing, they're, um, they're... The Bird is the Word. Oh really? Cool. You didn't see it? You didn't see it. I haven't seen it. Well, um, Pee Wee Herman goes, well, the bird, 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 well, the bird is the word. Oh. Well, I worked at a video store in Montclair in the, in the 85, so I've always seen the display in the box, but I just never uh, got around to seeing it. Hey, you guys, go hot vodka. Hot cocoa. Here's my urine. Still warm. Why would you give us your urine? Oh, God. I just came back from the okay. drug testing hall, and I've got fresh urine. <laughs> Here's oh, to Dr. Leary. This <laughs> is like a hot football. They're completely not convincing women just because they have wigs on, you know? They should totally. And they've got makeup, too, but they, yeah, should, they should totally. Right. Yeah, it's a little. So now. You would, um, you would think. Barbara is telling a story about how Craig was trying to kiss them on his first date. You know, it's like a humiliating story for Craig, and he's got to pretend that it's ha ha ha. He... 
So they're just talking about dumb boys and Craig's first date. And then Frankie Avalon whispers in Craig's ear, Boy, that Kinsey was a liar. You know, the sex report. Where's Frankie? You see Dr. Kinsey. Oh, that's what it is. Okay, well, that's topical. I didn't get it's that because it's a 55-year-old yeah. reference. Well, it's surprising. Like, they, uh, it's all about sex, I guess, all the references. So what's going to happen now is they're going to try to leave, but the chaperone, uh, you know, our horn-rimmed glasses guy, locks the door. Good night, ladies, and locks the door. So they're stuck in there. So they break the third wall. He goes, fourth wall. Fourth wall. He goes, what do we do now? And he goes, well, what's the average age of our audience? And he goes, 15. He goes, well, in that case, we leave. Man. I, I guess. Do 15-year-olds watch this? I know 51-year-olds do. If it was 21-year-olds, they would bang all the girls. But it's only 15-year-olds, so we better leave. Right. And then when they show it on Detroit television 70 years later, they'll have like AARP ads in it. Right. But how do you know? Freedom, what, yeah. Michigan is a big state. Well, I mean, like this, I, I'm interested in this Detroit. I would love to, to learn more, especially Listen. if they were showing just movies like this. Right. Even if this was like 10 years ago, that's pretty good. You, you're not going to have a chance to see a film like this. He goes, Probably why we have this copy. What's the average age of our audience? Fifteen. Fourth wall broken for the first time. Well, they also had the announcer come in. The narrator. Yeah, I guess that counts. But I mean, you really hate it when the actor does it. And he looks at the camera's eye, uh, you know, looks into the eye of the camera. I, well, listen, can we, can we table that? Because I want to know more about my Medicare Advantage plan. I need one that is not two-in-one and not one-in-one, but something that maybe is all-in-one and has drug money. Also, it should save you money. Drug money. Well, I drug think what you really yeah, want is uh, the free guide. Uh, it's Medicare Advantage Place a plan from Humera, Humera, and you can write or call for the free guide. And Mike, there's no obligation. There's no obligation. But if it's unaffordable and biweekly, it's not really the premium plan I want. They're not going to sell you what you don't need, Mike. Okay, the Advantage plan for Humera is tailored to your needs. Okay, it's Medicare. It's Medicare. But what should I call? Well, or is there an obligation? You should call now. No, there's no obligation. When you should call is now. Or you could TTY 7-Eleven. I like how it says call now, but it's, uh, you know, 9 to 5 p.m. <laughs> oh, operators are standing by me. Oh. Listen, I just want to see an average Joe. Maybe he works at the fire department, police department. <laughs> Okay, so this shows. is a cop who was 480 pounds, but luckily he got weight loss surgery, uh, and he's down to 200 and something, and he's getting <laughs> lower. Like, he didn't, look, he's going to the kid and not the snack machine. Right. He's pretty good. Very big change. <laughs> hey, I'll move it for you. Uh, I need quarters. But... <laughs> 
<laughs> the machine took my dollar. There's a cookie stuck in the spiral. I need you to go down and shake the machine for me. Barracks Clinics. What a weird task. And it can help you too. Weight loss surgery. Yeah, but it's going to go into, how can I afford my own funeral though if I get weight loss surgery as well? Right. If you get the affordable death plan, you can you can afford it. But is there going to be higher biweekly uh, premiums? Uh, no, they'll be lower, and you can stop paying the overpriced uh, funeral expenses insurance you have now. Call Senior Life. Okay, but not if there's a medical plan. Uh, there's no medical. Uh, there's no medical. Uh, what's it called? There's no medical appointment. No medical check, and you get free magnetic oh. glasses. Oh, that's cool, like super rare. Yeah, if you put on free magnetic glasses, you stare at metal. <laughs> Your eyes are just drawn to the metal in the room. If you put those glasses 